Hi, welcome to the Integrative Health Podcast with Dr. Jen Flegar. This podcast is meant to educate and empower about important health topics. Dr. Jen's passion is to get to the root cause of disease and prevent illness. She will also feature guests who are experts in their fields and experiences in all things related to integrative medicine. Hello, this is Dr. Jen. Welcome back to the Integrative Health Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and give a five-star review and share with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hello, welcome back. Today I wanted to do a review of the literature and explain a little bit more about AGEs or ages, you could call them. What are AGEs? Do you know what they are? Well, if not, maybe you should. Advanced glycation end products. What is this? Like, what am I talking about? What does this mean, right? So they're formed from reactions between glyceraldehyde and intracellular proteins. And basically what this means in English is when you have sugar and different sugars and they're heated, or when you take meat and you heat them and grill them. So all of these things, basically cooking in certain ways, can produce these ages. Um, the, The problem with this is this could lead to accelerated oxidation, oxidative stress, and can really put a strain on the body when we're consuming high amounts of these foods, okay? This can deplete our natural antioxidant defenses, and it can increase the risk of disease, and it increases inflammation. So there have been studies that have shown elevated ages are found in women with PCOS and ovulatory dysfunction. There's also a correlation between hyperglycemia and diabetes and dietary ages. So once again, diet is playing a huge role in diseases in how we look, how our skin looks, because if we're having lots of rancid advanced glycation end products going around, it's going to affect our collagen, our skin, our health. So decreasing foods with high ages can decrease insulin resistance. So when it comes down to it, processed foods, if you look at the literature, are higher in these ages. So we also want to cook foods at low temperatures and with lots of water-based moisture. So this would be steaming, like using an Instapot, doing a stew, like a crock pot, poaching, and braising, okay? So those would be some good ways to to cook, okay? Um, The other thing that you can do to decrease ages is to marinate your fish and meats before you grill grill them. So you want to use some sort of acidic marinade, such as a dry organic wine, olive oil, you could use bone broth, apple cider vinegar, lemon, lemon squeezed on top or lime squeezed on top. And then you could add herbs on there. I particularly like adding on some Redmond seasoned salt on there. So this went before you're grilling or cooking at a higher temperature like barbecue or something like that. You want to use this marination technique because this can reduce the AGE's formation by up to 50%, okay? So when AGE's are formed, 
in food, it's the high heat. So think anything like crispy edges. So whether it's crispy from being baked, fried, grilled, um, smoked, anything like that, that is where you're going to get higher AGEs. Okay. AGEs can actually deplete the CERT1 activation system and sirtuins are important for metabolism and immune function. And they play a role in brain function, metabolism, and immune functions. And this is a concern, especially when we look at our overall health. You know, if you're going out to eat and getting fries at every meal, that is going to affect your health and your immune system and your metabolism. So what can you do, right? I think learning about AGEs is very important. So we're going to go into the study a little bit more about this. Okay. So this study called toxic AGEs, they call them TAGS theory, a new concept for preventing the development of diseases related to lifestyle. And in this, in the abstract, in this paper, they talk about the habitual excess intake of sugar. So this includes sucrose and high fructose corn syrup, which can lead to diabetes. The, the problem is, and what they're, they're hypothesizing in this study is that it in, induces an excessive production of glyceraldehyde, a metabolite produced during glucose and fructose metabolism in hepatocytes, neuronal cells, and cardiomyocytes. And the conclusions is that this tag theory is gonna needs to be researched more, but because of all the different diseases that it could lead to. So when you have upregulation and glycation, and this would be making more of the AGEs or the ages, the advanced glycation end products. So excessive intake of unhealthy beverages and food may cause an increase of the toxic ages accumulation. So this would be processed food, which have sugar and increased dietary ages, carbohydrates, especially sucrose and high fructose corn syrup, fruit, especially fruit juices. So that would, again, be increasing sugars and dietary ages, soft drinks, which are going to have sugars in it, fast food, which is going to have dietary AGEs because it's processed. Like I said, it's crispy and also sugars. Snack food are going to have dietary ages and sugars and then alcohol, especially the mixed liquor because you're going to have sugars and then dietary AGEs and then cigarettes. So cigarette smoking is another, you can look at someone in their skin and their texture when they're eating a lot of processed food and they're smoking. You can, you can tell, right? So all of these things are going to increase the glycation. And what happens is those generate the toxic ages and it leads to cell damage, usually due to oxidization, um, oxidative stress on the, the cells. Okay. And then we're going to have increased, you know, concern for things like infertility, non-alcoholic, um, fatty liver disease, cancer, um, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dementia, chronic kidney disease. So when they, in this study, they also looked at absorption of dietary AGEs with glucose lowering, it may suppress the toxic glycation. So it would decrease glycation. And they looked at Japanese foods, which have low dietary AGEs, high dietary fiber, which um, the dietary AGEs, well, you'll have more absorption. Vegetable first meal sequence, when you eat vegetables before other carbohydrates. So that's going to 
decrease the dietary age absorption, um, increase the absorption, and decrease the postprandial glucose exertion. And carbohydrate last meal sequence, eat fish or meat before rice. And personally, when I was wearing my continuous glucose monitor, you, I would notice that. So I would experiment with it, and I would have maybe something with a little bit more carbs in the afternoon without anything before that. Or I would eat the same thing after a protein-rich and fat-rich um, meal, and I would not have the same glucose spike at all. So in this study, um, I will have it for you in the links. Very interesting. Um, it talks about how AGEs are generated under hyperglycemic conditions, and we do know that it, increasing your diet and the advanced glycation end products, it actually leads to hyperglycemia. Which, you know, look at, looking around at Americans, so many people are having insulin resistance, hyperglycemia problems. You've got to wonder if it's related because if you're going out to eat fast food, you're going to be eating more advanced glycation end products. So this is another good study. It shows translating the advanced glycation end products knowledge into real world nutrition strategies. So the abstract reads the advanced glycation end products are glycated proteins or lipids derived from complex metabolic pathways involved in pathophysiology of various diseases, especially diabetes and diabetes-related complications. These compounds are omnipresent in human life with both endogenous and exogenous sources. So the, the problem is, is that we do need more research on this, and you can't really test someone's AGE levels. Okay. That technology is not out yet. So in this study, they're talking about how we're going to research this more and apply it to nutrition. This study was interesting. Hyperglycemia and advanced glycation end products disrupt blood brain barrier and promote oxaleucin and calvin-5 protein secretion on extracellular microvessels. So that's a, it's a word salad there, but okay. So basically what this is breaking down is they studied that blood brain barrier permeability and memory loss are associated with diminution of the tight junctions in the brain endothelium and inflammation, of the cerebral microvessels and brain tissue paraline hyperglycemia in mice of both diabetes types. So that would be type 1 and di type 2 diabetes. And this study is demonstrating that hyperglycemia conditions or advanced glycation end products, ex vivo, resulted in significant abnormalities in the membranous disruption of tight junction proteins. So this is really concerning because we're talking a lot more about leaky brain. You know, we talk about leaky gut, leaky brain, and then also how dementia is actually considered, you know, type three diabetes, right? So when I talk to patients and we're talking about how do we not get dementia? How do we not get this memory loss? Well, you have to decrease inflammation. And this study kind of parallels that. And they're studying this in mice that, you know, we want to prevent the blood brain barrier injury. And we need to look at therapies to reduce, you know, hyperglycemia, obviously, but also advanced glycogen end products may play a role. So this study is really interesting also because it showed that that could be another topic of concern when we look at diet and dementia and those tight junctions in the brain. 
Now, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This study out of thyroid, oxidative stress, and advanced glycation end products in Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So this, we're talking about the oxidative stress, and oxidative stress results in an imbalance between free radical production and antioxidant defense mechanisms. And as this study in the abstract says, it's been implicated in the pathogenesis of several autoimmune diseases, including thyroid diseases. Importantly, it has been correlated to thyroid dysfunction. Now, thyroid dysfunction is so big. And when I get patients and they come to me with thyroid problems, issues, or maybe they're just symptomatic, but they have euthyroid, meaning their hormones are okay, but they they have all the symptoms, We, I really work on their inflammation. Inflammation is key. So at this study, they did note that oxidants are increased and antioxidants decreased in euthyroid hypo or Hashimoto thyroid patients. So as a result, the balance is shifted towards the oxidative side. So this study reports a possible significant involvement of AGEs and Hashimoto thyroiditis thus contributing to a better definition of redox homeostasis dysregulation in Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So different study, but there's a theme to all these studies. We need to reduce inflammation. So if we know foods are causing problems, we need to be more cognizant of this and be more concerned. Now, when we look at foods that are higher in AGEs, I said the fried food, the processed food, Butter is also high, right? And and proteins tend to be higher. But if we look at that and we look at how protein and you know good grass-fed meat and or liver or organ meats they actually nourish our bodies, we have to weigh the risk and benefits of these foods. And actually, butter, I I'm fine when my kids take a spoonful of grass-fed butter. So when we look at the actual AGEs, I want to look at it not all for nothing, which I know people like to do in nutrition, but we need to look at the risk and benefits overall and not just pick and choose and cherry pick studies. So another study, curcumin against advanced glycation end products, AGEs, and AGEs induced detrimental agents. So this study reviewed all of reviewed a bunch of studies, and the conclusion showed curcumin can inhibit AGE formation and AGE induced disturbances. More RCT researches are suggested to evaluate beneficial effect of curcumin regarding AGEs and different age-related chronic disease. So this is great. Um, and there's another study about zinc against advanced glycation end products and resveratrol. So these are all the, the phytonutrients. These are all the antioxidants. So these antioxidants, you know, they're little soldiers in your bodies that are going to destroy free radicals. And if they see oxidative stress, they're going to come in and help your body take care of that. So the problem is, is when we run amok with, with everything. So it's not just if you eat French fries, it's if you eat French fries and you're under stress and you're, you're in a job where you're exposed to toxins and you're putting toxins, more toxins in your body and chemicals. So it's, it's everything, right? We can't just look at one thing and say that that's the problem. So that's also why it's hard to study a lot of these things because for the study to be randomized, controlled, you know, you usually have to focus on one thing and take out all the other factors. So this is when common sense comes in. So this is why antioxidants, you know, eating brightly colored food, 
you know, using turmeric, which has curcumin in it, in your food as spices, you know, eat that chicken curry, um, all of these things. So just before you put something in your mouth, let's tie this all together. I actually said this to a patient at my office this week. Let's take the stress out of eating. You know, it's so easy to just follow someone and follow their diet pattern or follow, you know, AIP or GAPS diet. And it's, but it's not because sometimes it's more stressful. So an easy thing that you can do, if you could take away one thing from listening to all this, when you go to put something in your mouth or you go and pick up something from the grocery store or you order something from the restaurant, you're getting ready to put this in your, put something in your mouth. Is this going to fight inflammation or is this going to promote inflammation? Is this food inflammatory or is this food healing? Okay. That's all you got to do. So I hope this episode helped. I'm going to do episodes like this more where I'm reviewing literature. So if you liked it, I would love to hear your comments and what other thing you would like me to pick apart in the literature. So have a great day and thanks for listening. This podcast is created and hosted by Dan Flagar and is for informational purposes only. It is not medical advice. This podcast is claims responsibility for adverse effects from use of information obtained in this podcast. This podcast does not promote opinions of their guests of their own and does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests of the show or endorse any qualifications for the guests of this podcast. Guests may have financial disclosures. If you think you have a medical problem, consult your personal physician or team. Thank you for joining.